Welcome to Veteran State of Mind. I'm your host, Garen Jones, and we have a returning guest on the podcast today. But before we get to him, I'd really appreciate if you guys could listen through a few sponsors because these guys are veteran-owned, veteran-operated, or they work within the veteran community. Uh, so please get behind them because there ain't no podcast without them. Today's podcast is made possible in part thanks to Frontier Risks Group. Home of the world's leading practical training course in security management consultancy, Frontier Risks Group is an amalgamation of a number of leading companies in their fields, guided by a team who have equal experience and expertise in their respective domains. Uh, if you're a veteran, if you're transitioning out of the military, then you need to check these guys out regardless of your rank or background. Some of Frontier Risks' former students now work as security risk managers, advisors, travel risk managers, security analysts at some of the world's largest organizations such as Netflix, uh, Deloitte, BAE Systems, Apple, etc., etc. You can learn more about Frontier Risks Group at FrontierRisks.com. Uh, that's FrontierRisks.com. Uh, also, Frontier Risks Groups, you'll find them on social media, and they're tagged up in the show notes. I want to give some big love to Zulu Alpha Strap Company, Bombers Watch Straps for Ali Blokes. Zulu Alpha Straps is a veteran-owned company who know how important it is to be in the right place at the right time. If you spend money on a nice watch, then get the right strap to go with it. You wouldn't buy a Ferrari and drive around those shitty little rims, would you? And if you can't afford a nice timepiece, get a nice strap and no one will know that you're wearing a shit watch. There you go. Life hacks, people. Life hacks. So head to at Zulu Alpha Straps on Instagram. Tell them that I sent you. Check out their pics. They've got some nice ones on there. Give them a follow. Give them some support. Finally, but definitely not leastly, vast love to our friends Combat Comover. They're on the other side of the Atlantic and they're veteran owned and operated. They make lovely pomade for you guys with hair. And if you don't have any hair, just get a tub anyway, um, stick it on your kid's toast or something. Uh, you'll be supporting a veteran brand, and to be honest, your kids won't know any difference. All right, today's guest. Oh, wait, come back home over. Find the map, come back home over. There you go. Today's guest he is a former commando, SBS operator, and a current Guinness World Record holder. He's also an ambassador for the Royal British Legion, who we love long time for supporting this podcast. He is, of course, the one, the only... Mr. Dean Stott. Dean, welcome back to the podcast, mate. You are um, you were on the live one last time when we were at the National Army Museum. It was good times. Don't get to be in person, but you're looking well, mate. Looking fit. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, listen, I'm, I'm sort of taking advantage of this time. You know, it's a good opportunity to um, you know to crack some fizz. You know, obviously, early stages of lockdown it was the only opportunity to get out of the house. But uh, yeah, staying on top of it. Um, you know, I think. There's a lot of, you know, every, you know, everyone's very much different and, you know, different situations, especially those that work in hospitality. I do feel for them that, you know, there's, there's nothing going for them. But for others, you know, especially those that are self-employed, there's a lot of opportunities here you should be taking advantage of. And I, I see a lot of benefits of lockdown m- myself. You know, firstly, the time with the family. I don't think I've ever spent mm. so much time with my family in my whole life. Um, so getting that um, that bonding with my kids and my wife is, is great. But just seeing that everyone's going back to basics again, you know, things like cooking, you know, going back to cooking, not wasting as much food as well and sort of appreciating what's around them. You know, that everyone's sort of uh, situation awareness has opened up. You know, before you're just, you know, so busy with life, you're just, on, almost on a on a, a train track, and you never looked left and right. Whereas now, you, you you've been able to see a lot more, um, appreciate what other people are doing as well in, within society. So, so that's been good. But obviously, as you know, that I'm a big uh, believer in physical activity, and 
how that obviously can help your mental state. So the amount of people I see now, you know, on their bikes or, or walking as families, you know, is great. And I just hope that a lot of people take advantage of this time and sort of appreciate this time and take it forward when we come out and they still do that. Do you reckon that'll happen? <laughs> um, I don't know, but I think... I think obviously the way we're communi- mm. communicating now via via Zoom and there's other virtual ways of communication. My time before lockdown, a lot of my time was spent traveling, you know, mm. either guest speaking or going to meetings or, or planning other projects. And so actually a lot of corporates, and I've spoken to a few of my friends who are CEOs, and a lot of them are actually, they're going to free up a lot of their office space and get people working from home because mm. you can actually still achieve the same aim through through this. But then it gives you more time. But it's what you do with that extra time. It's whether you do more work or you do physical activity and spend time yeah. at home. And that's where that's where it'll be interesting to see what happens. You may end up doing a lot more work. Yeah, exactly, mate. One of the things that um obviously like I'm not saying that I'd want to do a fucking two hour commute or something like that. Hell no. <laughs> but one of the things that I don't think can be replaced is being together in the same place. Like, yeah. you know, I think True. socially we've, and like evolutionary, you know, we've come to the point where, you know, at the end of the day, we're big airy apes. Well, some of us more airy than others. And we're supposed <laughs> to be, we're supposed to be with that other people. Hair, is it? You know, <laughs> no, it's a dig at my <laughs> chest there, mate. Look at this. Oh no, I forgot. I shaved it. Sorry. I showed everyone a plucked chicken chest there, but it's, you know, I, 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 me, I tell you what, like this is, because at first I was like, oh, I can't do the podcast anymore until lockdown's over. And now really yeah. enjoying do- I'm really enjoying doing these Zoom ones. Yeah. Um, so I definitely see the benefit of that. But I, I, I am a bit wary that we go down a route of um, right now we're not going to have people coming into the office and stuff because some people then will be isolated all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah, be- yeah. And then the other, the other side of it as well is if you get rid of office space, then you don't need Janet in the tuck shop and you don't need Carl with a mop. And, and like all these other, like, so there's that, those kind of knock-on effects. Because I tell you what, mate, there's going to be a lot of companies that are looking at this going, hmm, we can streamline this company a bit now and get rid of a lot of these people. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're right, mate. I think, yes, this is effective for certain things, but you you need to find that balance. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I do a lot of guest speaking and I'm, I'm now starting to do virtual guest speaking, which is achieving its aim still, but you've lost that intimacy. You know, what I mean, that seeing pe- the reaction in people's faces, seeing them laugh, you know, seeing the shock in their face. Um, so, yeah, it, it loses that. And that's something you've got to be conscious of that we just, you know, people then don't know how to communicate with each other. Um, but then you also um, is, uh, you know, things like networking. You can't network like this. No, you can't understand the person. You know, the majority of my jobs that I got and secured was was through those relationships of getting to know people you know so we need to need to keep hold of that as well I was, I was on a call earlier today and the, the family bond's great everyone's spending more time with their family but where is they're affecting is their friends mm. I don't know you know it's I I haven't really communicated as much with my friends as I used to be beforehand um so yeah it's just trying to find find that balance um but I do think prior to this we were totally just fixated on work and you know the, the, the speed that we were, we were living was just so fast uh, it needed to slow down I keep saying to people mate if you feel like you needed a pandemic to have a break you need <laughs> to reevaluate your strategy in life mm. 
But figure, mate, you both you and I are the same uh, in to some degrees. Uh, I'm not as mental as you. I don't go cycling from one end of the world to the other. Um, no, but <laughs> but we are both self-employed, and we um, like you. You are your Dean Stott is your brand. Garen Jones is my brand, and we enjoy work. So it's it's like you know we are we are in like a really lucky position doing that. So for for me in lockdown, mate, I'll be fucking busier than ever because <laughs> like, I'm like, right, great, now I don't have to do anything else. Poof, yeah, all all in, all in on work. But you've got the family there, and you were saying it's a lot. It's probably it's probably the longest time you've been in one place for since Long, you were a kid. Longest time I've been in one place since since joining joining the military. You know, um, it's. Um, it's been good, but yes, I'm ready for the you know the gates to open. But as you said there, you know, being self-employed, you know, we're just getting busier and busier. I have noticed the last couple of weeks that it has got a lot busier, and I think that's because everyone's now sort of adapted to this this new way. But um, unfortunately, yes, there's those that work in certain businesses, you know, who are employed, whatever, and they, you know they're you know they're struggling at the moment. I do I do feel for them, but I do feel that if you're self-employed and, and um, and everyone else or entrepreneurs if you don't adapt to these current times or the changes you could get left behind you know there's a lot of people yeah. working on and people being a bit more creative now as well you know what I mean I bet everyone's websites are fully up to scratch by the end of this <laughs> which is a yeah, note to myself I need to update mine as well well what it's made me realize about websites and social media and stuff mate is that I got too much too many too many different ones it needs to be that that side of things need to be um, need to be streamlined and um, yeah. well, I know you've got an assistant. I want to. I, the other, the other thing as well is it's like, so my mum's been helping me manage my time. So I'm, I'm good at, like, I get a lot of books done, but I'm not. I'm, I'm actually shit when it comes to managing time. Like yeah. so, but, but so I've been trying to be, you know, block things off to be more, to be more efficient and things. What, what are you like like that? Like with your work, are you quite, are you quite? Because like with the, you know, obviously in the book with the. The journey that you did from on the Pan American Highway, you were mm. very meticulous in your planning. What are you like when it comes to planning out your time in, um, you know, in in well, not just in lockdown, just for business? Are you quite re- regimented in where everything goes, or do you kind of fly by the seat of your pants? Like how how's your kind of like schedule and stuff worked out? Yeah, I think it's a bit different. You can't be too regimented because you know. You know, for example, like this week, you know, already I've got another two Zoom calls, which weren't factored in last week. So you can't, you can't be too regimented, but don't, um, you know, I do like to have a routine though. And that's something that has uh, followed on f- from the military. But again, with the Pan American Highway, you know, it's great planning and everything else, but we then had to react to changes on the ground. So it's a bit like this, you know, yes, have a timetable, but, you know, be flexible as well, because, you know, especially you know certain things like radio calls or or um podcasts and things like that especially this week with the launch of the paperback i've sort of kept this week open and you know things are coming in daily so you've got to be flexible but i'm I'm very fortunate in fact that um you know obviously we've got alana and and the kids alana is sort of um you know will, will look after the kids while i'm i'm doing this and actually alana gets all her work done in the evening so alana works when everyone else is asleep um so yeah so when i'm busy in the day you know she's she's at home chilling with chilling with the kids so you know we have we have that balance i'm very lucky in that, in that aspect yeah. what, what's your kind of daily routine look like then on an average-ish day 
So, you know, I think you need to keep to, you know, talks about routine, you know, that whole thing, getting up in the morning, make sure you make your bed, make sure you, you know, you get showered, you know, put some clothes on as well. You know, it's very easy. It's very easy to just stay in your house, mate. I'm sure you got clothes on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, my three year old, he doesn't even know what clothes are. But, but you know, just because, you know, you do, you've got to look after yourself because that's the first thing that affects you mentally, you know. You know, you need to uh, look after yourself both, both physically and mentally, and and just those those simple things because that's almost like, you know, before COVID, you know, you, you would do that, you would get up, you would make your bed, you would have a shower, you would get dressed in the mills, you know. So don't you know um, change that. Um, and for me, I, I make sure that uh, yeah, we have our normal meetings, Zoom calls, and things scheduled for the day. Alan and I sort of the evening before will always know what we've got for the next day, so we'll always talk about the next day, the evening before, rather than be surprised in the morning. She sees that I've just shot off with a tripod uh, upstairs, you know, so she knows what's going and we, we, we can plan it. But we also make sure that obviously we've got to do the homeschooling uh, for Molly. Tommy's not too bad. You just got to keep him, keep him busy. And it's normally an iPad and a load of food and he's happy, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, but also make sure that you have time for yourself physically so I always give myself a, a block time to do some fizz I, I can't say it's always in the morning I can't say it's in the afternoons it's, it's wherever it fits in that diary on that day but the same with Alana and same with the kids we'll also make sure that they go because I think yes physical activity and just breathing the fresh air is, is crucial it's very easy to just stay at home yeah. and binge on Netflix um, and it, which isn't a bad thing it's good to treat yourself now and then but you just want to try and keep some sort of of normality yeah I think one of the things that's not been taken into account much is how like so a lot of people right we you, you and I we talked about this before like our lads holidays were always you have them in the military and you'd be getting paid for most yeah. people it's not that way and I know for my friends it's very hard for them to go back to work after they've had a week off or whatever so now they've had fucking a couple of months, and I don't want to say off because it's not been, but that's going to be so hard for people going back to jobs that they don't like. Hopefully their jobs will still be there. True, yeah. Some of them aren't going yeah. to have a fucking choice. So um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. like, but um, I think like that's going to be difficult. And I think the more you've kept, the more someone's kept in a routine now, the better off they're going to be at the end yeah. of it. Without that, you know, even some of my friends, and we don't really do so much my daughter, but, you know, they've got their kids in their school uniforms. They're not going to school, but it's That's just so they know in their, their mindset, you are at school still today. You're not at home. Um, That's really good, though, mate. I like you know that. what I mean? So you, you need to try and, be, try and be as normal as possible in the current situation. That's the difficult thing. But you've touched on it there. I mean, Alana already talked about, you know, you know, I call it um, BCAC, before Corona, after Corona. You know what I mean? Mm. What's going to be like AC, you know, that sort of, reopening the doors and people going back to work you know thankfully that they're doing it in in we'll do it in a sort of sequence it won't be just straight back to normal it will gradually be able to to get back into into it but um yeah it's going to be difficult for some people but um no it'll just be interesting to see how people adapt you know some people yeah. may still be quite scared of the situation and say well i'm not going back you know what yeah I mean? and that, that's what i worry about is people that well you can't force me to go back yeah, and that's where that's where you're gonna have uh, I get, potential I get, issues. I guess with that though, we already have like a percentage of the population who are like, I don't want to fucking work. <laughs> like, so yeah. I yeah. think that they'll probably like it's it's going to be like like 
and there are going to be less jobs. So I guess those people will kind of just be sucked in, up into the unemployment kind of like uh, the, the the part of the country. Like I think uh, speaking to a lot of people now, a lot of people are gagging to get back to work because, yeah. well, one of the things that, you know, we've touched on before, it's so important to have as a human being is purpose. Like, as and as much as I do enjoy a Netflix box set, I don't think any of us can say that we were put on this earth to sit in front of Netflix all day. No. Good, good, good as it is. Yeah. The, you know, as much as I enjoy Tiger King, there's some great box sets on there. That was, that is not, as a human being, what is most fulfilling for us? No. I think I think you need to have a, you know, you're right. You need a purpose. So what we have in our house, we have a whiteboard and we have uh, our weekly aims. So as, as, as a family, what we want to achieve. And But then we have our goals as well. For, you know, my goal for Lee when I come out is I can do 20, 20 pull-ups mm. overarm and, and, and underarm. So that, that, that's, that's one of my, uh, my goals. You know, my daughter... One of hers was to ride a bike. She's she's achieved that now. So we've oh, got more goals on there. You need something that you have to be able to look look forward to. Um, but it's um, yeah, it, it's going to be. It is strange times. You know, I always get the question, "Oh, what's it like?" You know, you must you must be used to this from your time in the military. I was like, "Yeah, but I wasn't on ops with my wife and kids." You know, what I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's two totally different environments. So I, I was out there, you know, whether in OPs or whatever we were doing, we had a purpose or an objective. You know, what I mean, I think. I did anticipate this. I, I very much, when I, my mindset is I always look for the worst case scenario and anything better than that is a bonus. So when we went into lockdown, I was sort of reading the reviews and sort of monitoring what was going on everywhere else around the world and trying to compare it. And I, I had in my head the fourth week in July and that was it. And I said, we're not moving to the fourth week in July. Obviously, when the government said, you know, three weeks, a lot of people take that for, you know, date, and that is, it's three weeks. I mean, when it was coming up to the, you know, the Monday after the three weeks, people are, well, we should be out on Monday. And I'm like, no. So I didn't really, you know, I just sat back and watched the situation, you know, and, you know, because I knew once it went beyond three weeks, you know, this is when people will be struggling. This is when people will be reaching out, you know, for inspiration or, or motivation or, or guidance on how you cope with it. So that's why. And that's where we are now is people, we still don't know what the future looks like or, or timings. Yeah. And, um, but for me, I still have the fourth week in July and anything but before that is, is a bonus. It may be beyond that, but already mentally, I've got myself in that mindset. You know, you're here for you know, the long haul. It's not just three weeks and we're out. So your, your sort of question about people, you know, the like to be at home, they probably would for three weeks. Yeah. By the time they get out, I think they'll be rushing out the door to get back to work. Yeah, three weeks is a nice little, is a nice, is, is a nice period of break, isn't it? But then after that, are, and it is the other <laughs> thing, mate, as well. It's like I keep saying to people that there's a big difference between like you know I'm lucky with my mum got the lovely you know, like lovely place in the countryside. There's a big difference being locked down there. I'm being locked down in a one-bed apartment in the middle of London. Big fucking difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's you know everyone says that um, we're all in the same boat. No, we're not. Everyone has different boats. There's one yeah. boat that's sinking, or there's a cruise line, and there's two. You know, there's varying extremes. And you know, me being one, we literally two weeks before uh, lockdown, we'd moved from our country house with a nice two-acre garden on the river to a penthouse apartment in the city with no garden. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> oh, we're like, you know, the timing, you know, couldn't couldn't be worse. But it, it is what it is, and but that's quite good in the fact that it's then 
made us conscious that we then need to go out. We need, you know, rather yeah. than just open the doors That's to the good, garden, yeah. let the kids run. We, we're now all going out as a family rather than just letting the kids go out. So, you know, it, it has, you know, so I always take a positive from a negative. Yeah. Yeah. I admit, one of the things I, so I've talked about taking a positive from the negative. One of the things I've taken from this is how much I enjoy uh, outdoor training again, like circuits and stuff outside. Because I just chinned that off. Like I'd either go, I go for a walk, don't do running anymore. But I go for a walk, or I would do, I'd go to the gym and lift weights. And don't get me wrong, I am missing the gym, and I can't wait to get back to the gym. But even when I do, I know that I'm going to continue until winter comes. I'm going to continue doing these outdoor workouts because it's been really, it's been really fucking fun. And it's there's, yeah. there's that extra level you get of like when you do fizz outdoors. There's that extra level of satisfaction and just general goodness, well-being that you get from it. Yeah, it is. I've never been really as a, a, a gym bunny. I've never really thrown weights on. Yes, I'm a big stocky lad, but the majority I do is body weight anyway. So right. I used to have a TRX strapped to the tree or a sledgehammer, you know, um, and flipping tires. So I was a real believer in the outdoor uh, activity. So, yes, it'd be nice when the gyms go back. But actually, I'm, uh, I'm hoping a lot of people will sort of, you know, learn from this period and say, well, do I need to pay? you know, 75 quid a month gym membership, or should I just go buy a TRX, I can bolt it to the side of the wall and, and crack on there, or, you know, go for a run, go for a walk. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, what happens, you know, uh, after Corona with, with, with the gym situations. Uh, and also, you know, financially, everyone's going to be in different situations as well. You know, that may be one of the first things, the cost cutting as well, is, well, actually, you don't need the gym. Why don't we just go for a walk or a run? Yeah. I mean, uh, one of the the things I miss about the gym is the it's a pro, it's about Alleged. as close as a barracks. <laughs> now, because I mate, not a power zone gym, mate. It's all the it's all it's all the big lads. But what I that's miss, what I mean, Lech. <laughs> what I miss about it, mate, is the it's as close to the it's as close to the barracks as I can get these days. Yeah. It's walking in there. It's a bunch of lads in their twenties, thirties, forties. Bit of banter bit of banter, take the piss out of each other, lift weights together. That is what I miss. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and that is irreplaceable. Now, in these 70, and, and they're 19 quid, Power Zone Gym Wrexham, 19 quid for veterans. You ain't getting better than that. But True. but a lot of these chain gyms that you're talking about, the 75 quid a month places, no one fucking talks to each other there. No. Everyone no, goes no, no. in with blinkers on. And I, I totally agree, mate. If you are going to somewhere like that and you're paying that kind of money, uh, and you just you feel like you can't talk to anyone, you've got to have your blinkers on, get outside and save yourself the money. You could buy yourself some great home kit for 75 quid a month. Oh, yeah, I, I get some strange looks. I'm, I'm very fortunate. I, you know, I get membership with David Lloyd because um, I'm sponsored by Jaguar Land Rover in Aberdeen and they have a partnership. I wouldn't pay it myself otherwise. But I, I used to always get strange looks. I used to find these gyms quite strange. I remember when I was in SBS, we went on a, um, a TLZ course down in uh, South oh, Wales, actually. And, What's TLZ? Uh, tactical landing zone. You know, when you bring in the Herks on the beaches, oh, you know, wow. you, you mark out you mark out the DZs and uh, the, the landing sites, the landing strips. And uh, it was in Pembrokeshire. Yeah, it was, it was down in Pembrokeshire. We were in this, uh, this Welsh uh, little village. And the only gym was the, um, I think it was the hotel gym or something. And of course, but it was a social environment for all, all the younger kids and them uh, to come together. But me being old school, mate, I had a ripped old hanging off me. It was like a Navy SEALs vest. You know, I was covered in tattoos. But I, when I go to the gym, I just give it my, my all. You know, if I'm not giving it 100%, honestly, people were looking at me like in disgust at the fact that I was sweating 
on the on these machines. So I sort of laugh and I sort of te- I, t- I do it and I do the same with David Lloyd because it, it's, it's all more of an image thing. Than actually, mm. you know, you don't get your best athletes. I don't think coming out of David. No disrespect, David Lloyd, but you know what I mean. It's, it's a social <laughs> environment. You, your free just membership look, just cooking. Yeah, yeah, just just gone, mate. Yeah, chinned <laughs> off. It's all right. Lucky I've got a TRX. But the um. You know what I mean? It's like, um, you know, people just look at me strange. And I used to be like, wow, why people, you know, it's a gym. Mm. Gym are there to, you know, to push yourself to your limits. But no, I, I hear what you're saying it is also a social meeting point yeah. as well. Well, that, that's that's what I love about Power Zone, mate, because you'll get lads screaming at each other to push themselves harder and stuff. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Um, I went to, uh, have you ever been to uh, Equinox? Have you ever been to one of those places? No. So they're like a proper high-end gym. And I, I went to the one, uh, my mate Gav took me down to one in uh in hollywood and that was mental because i'll tell you what there were some people in there in absolute top nick and there was like a lot of like i guess they were instagram influencer models or something yeah. saw some of the most fantastic asses male and female that i've yeah, ever yeah. fucking seen but it was very much a um it was a weird atmosphere in there you felt like you couldn't make too much noise have you ever heard of yeah. those planet fitness gyms where they have like you're not allowed that you're not allowed to deadlift and, and bench press and stuff and if you do a, if you start making noise, they've got this thing called a lunk alarm that people press, and it sets off an alarm, and they basically publicly shame you for making noise in there. Oh really? Oh, frankly, yeah. I don't make I don't make much noise, and I've never been one for for gurning and screaming and things like that. I, I, I keep I keep it inside. So, um, but like I said, I, I'm not I've never done I'm not a big yeah. fan of, fan of the weight, so you know I don't need to need to do that. But no, I'll, I'll be avoiding them ones. And, yeah, it's just mental, man. Like they've come up. To be fair to them, it's a great marketing strategy because basically, what mm. they're they're getting people that want to go to gyms that don't want to go to others. Because I always say to this to people, never look down on anybody in a gym because no. just to go there has shown that they're trying to make a fucking effort. So like you, you shouldn't. Sometimes, mate, do you ever have it when you're driving past someone and you see like someone's bit overweight and you see that they're running, they're really struggling. I kind of want to. I, I want yeah. to wind the window down and be like, "Fuck it, yes, come on, let's get it." <laughs> yeah, love I it. do. I, I love I, it. I, I always say to my wife, "I have more respect for people like that." You know, the fact that they're they're, they're, they're trying because, especially like with with body shaming as well. A lot of people. This is where the likes of turbo trainers have become more popular now. Is that people want to you know get into a decent you know a bit almost like it's like a cycling version of a treadmill. They don't right. need to be out on the road uh, running or walking. They can get themselves in a reasonable condition. So that's sort of, that's sort of taken off as well. But but yeah, I, I always I always say I have massive respect for them because you know they're out there and at least they're they're trying. And you you cannot fault anyone um, for, for trying. But like you said, you don't you don't want to wind down the window because you think they're taking the, you're taking the exactly. Piss out. I don't want you know I don't want to make them feel self conscious, but I want to give them yeah. a high five, man. I want to give yeah, them a high five. Come across arrogant, especially when you come out, you know, looking quite good condition. Oh, yeah. yeah, good effort. Like, yeah. okay. looking essence. <laughs> yeah, but that—that's the shame of it because I genuinely do want to encourage yeah, him. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with um, you, mate. But like, because um, the thing is, mate, if you're like properly overweight, that effort it takes to even just jog, like that's equivalent to like back in the day running with a burger on or something. It's fucking hard work. And you've got yeah. to be conscious of what you say. I know we had a, a medic on the, the Pan American Highway with me, and he he was slightly overweight when we started. And the uh, I remember I remember cycling along and seeing him skipping, and I, and I and I made a comment at lunch. I was like, "Jesus, I saw I'm sure I saw a set of breasts when I was cycling through the mm. desert." And you know, <laughs> he really took it to to heart. So I was like, well, "Maybe maybe not." You know what I mean? So you got to be careful because words are quite quite powerful. And I said, "What you know, <clears throat> just give him." Give them uh, credit for actually trying, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, it depends on the person and the mindset. The other thing as well, mate, that this is only something that I'm really kind of recognizing at this late stage at 36 years old is sometimes... Right, early, what, young, what, mate. Young, yeah, 43. But, no, but, what, late. but what could have been funny yesterday, like, so what could have been funny between mates yesterday might not be the next day because it might have been something as small as someone having an argument with their missus in the afternoon. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. in the morning, and you say something in the afternoon. Yesterday, they would have laughed at. That day, it it could be the straw that breaks the camel's back for someone. It, it is, mate. And, and, and that's, that's one thing I really... There's one thing I, I miss about the military is that, you know, there's nothing... There's, you, you can go as dark as you want in regards humour in the military. And even when it's personal at you or at someone else, you, you know, it's duck off the water's back. You, you, you just brush it off. It's really good banter. But then when you leave that environment, you know, and even if I was still with you or, or some of the other guys uh, drinking downtown, you'd be conscious to say it just in case, you know, because people don't know your, your, your backgrounds and, you know, with the world being uh, yeah, a little bit yeah, too PC, you've got to be really conscious what you say. And I, I, I've, I've really found that difficult when I left in, in the fact that, you know, I've done the Pan American Highway and things like that, and I did it for a mental health campaign, which was great. Um, but one thing Alana said, you know, especially to the documentary team, you know, one of the good things about Dean or is his, his sense of humour. And I do have a, like, a dry sense of humour. Because you're an advocate for mental health and obviously, you know, you've got young children on your, on your, on your Instagram, social media, you've got to be really conscious about what you say and, and in what environment or how it can be perceived as well. You know? Because especially the, the media, they'll just twist yeah. anything. But, um, and that's where, that's where I, you, you see me at my best when I'm in, in, on, the, on the lash with the lads in an environment where we can speak openly. And that's, where, that's when the humour comes in. Yeah, we need one of them, mate, when this is over. But that, that's one of the weird things, though, isn't it? Because it's like, what's good for your health, mental health and my mental health is banter. That's what helps us. But then we'll get slammed for it. Yeah. It's a coping mechanism in the military, you know, in the, in the deepest and darkest places. You know, we've been there in some, some hairy situations or horrible situations. Then one, someone will just pipe up with a one-liner, you know, dry as a light, just a one-liner and just, you know, just bring everyone back up. You know, it is a, it is a coping mechanism. And um, actually, you know, one of the ethoses of the special forces is humour. Um, you need a sense of humour. And, um, but, uh, yeah. But I, I do say I always miss the clowns, but not the circus. You know what I mean? So I do miss the lads. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, same, mate. And, but to be fair, like, I do think one of the things I started doing now is, like, writing more comedy and stuff so that I can get it. Because I figure, you know what? If I'm working in that domain, I'll probably be able to get away with more banter than I would otherwise. So it's that's, that's the other thing as well, isn't it? Don't go yeah. into, if you're leaving the military, like... You're probably going to be able to get away with saying more working on the bins, and you're going to be able to get away saying in the in the chief executive's office at HSBC. Yeah. So you got to pick your battlegrounds as well. If you want, if banter's more important to you, pick your, your career accordingly. I think I think it's just um, you know I, you know a lot of people would say to me you've been very successful since you leave you know in, in, with your businesses or not just the bike ride never but your businesses your your networks and things like that. And for me, it was understanding when and where I could be Stotty from the army and when and where I was Dean Stott as a civilian. Mm. You know what I mean? You know where, where you, can, you, you can be yourself and, you know, and have, have that dark humour and when you need to nip it. Whereas a lot of guys, girls, when they leave, think, 
you know, this community here is the same yeah. as the community you've just left. And, and it's not, you know, something you say in, in the military, which no one would even like bother about, could be huge in a massive um, repercussion. So, so I think that's been potentially why success is identifying that, that there are, is, there are two different, different worlds. Yeah. And the, the other thing as well is that that new world has no responsibility to conform to you. You're the one that has to conform to that world. So this whole thing of like civvies don't get it, it's like, no, you don't get civvies. It's not, no, it's no, not no, the no, other no. way around. You do, it, 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 and I was guilty of it myself. You know, when I came out, I was like, ah, civvies, you know, to Alana, I was like, civvies, they don't understand, they're always late, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and actually now when I do a lot of talks to people, especially those that are transitioning, is, you know, it's not them. Don't let them, don't let the civilian, you know, the civilian sector are normal. There's nothing wrong with them at all. It's us that are different is those that are unique and we need to fit into their world not them fit into ours and as soon as you can understand that and relate to that then the quicker and easier you'll get up you know you'll be able to to adapt you know i don't i generally know we talk about transition and transitioned i don't believe you you ever transition we're always transitioning it's just being able to understand um and communicate as well because the way we talk in the military, you're not a chance to be able to do that in a boardroom. You know, it's been able to identify it is two different worlds. But as soon as you understand that, you know, we're unique and we're different and we need to fit into their world, then, then the easier it will be. Here's the other thing as well, mate. The, like, yes, you're right. I definitely agree with you. We're constantly transitioning to Civvy Street. It's not like fucking civvies have got everything worked out. Like, do you no. know what I mean? <laughs> like, the, like that's, that's the other thing we need to... It's like, that's partly being human. Yeah, yeah, but... It, it's like, uh, you know, I talk, I, you know, as you know, I always really promote the unrelenting pursuit of excellence. You do something to the best of your ability. Some of these entrepreneurs and civilians, honestly, they're like am- amazing. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, they have very similar mindsets to those in the, in the special forces, in the military as well, in, in aspiring to be the best they can be. You know, every, you know, and they probably think the same. It's like, well, maybe I'm unique, you know. Mm. everyone else is a bit different from you or, or is it me that's odd it's not everyone everyone's different it's, as soon as you understand yourself and then you're happy with that then everyone you know then you try and understand everyone else i think levels of drive is far, far more of a commonality than people than if you were military or not so there are some people who are in the military who have zero fucking drive and when they get out like you know they went into the military as a last resort when they get out they never bother themselves to do anything else um, and then there's people with really high drive in civilian life and military life, and you'll continue to to do that. And like, I think that's one of the things that like you you meet people with similar. It doesn't necessarily need to be a similar background, but if you're both passionate about the same things, are you passionate about smashing goals? Are you sm- are passionate about traveling? Are you passionate about being like living up to your potential and all that kind of stuff? That mm. doesn't matter then if you've done three tours of Afghan or this person's made a co- built a company that's worth hundred million. If you have that determination in, in common, that like you know that that's you know they bring you you they bring you into these companies to talk to these like execs and stuff because they're not planning on getting on a bike and doing the Pan American <laughs> Highway. It's not about the yeah. nitty gritty of how they do it, but it's about that the mentality, right? It's it's, it's it's the same it's the same mentality. But I think going back to what you said uh, before, that you know some guys and girls when they get out, you know they struggle to find motivation and drive. I think what the military is good at, the military will keep you busy. You know, you, didn't, you don't even need to look for work in the military. You, and your, your, your forecast for the next two years is, is fully booked. It's when you sort of get to, um, and, and because they've been told what they're doing day in, day out, and when they leave, no one's telling them that. You know what I mean? So 
some of them struggle with that. But then you get you get guys and girls who then go up through the ranks who are then sort of planning those projects, and they're the ones that tend to do well. But even some of the the younger guys and girls are entrepreneurial, and they feel like the military is holding them back. And then they, you know, so they they get out. So everyone everyone is 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 unique. Um, but yes, like you said, I, I talk to a lot of you know FTSE 100 companies, finance, universities, military, and we talk about um, leadership and, uh, and the mindset and the unrelenting pursuit of excellence. When in fact, I did I did one last year um, for St James's Place Wealth Management, and you had a um, will rugby, England World Cup uh, winner rugby player Lawrence Delalio. You had myself, and then you had a finance director. And actually, I sat and what you know watched the other two presentations and delivered myself and it was actually the exact same messaging with just diverse backgrounds right. so it's yeah. it's the same mindset and it's the same approach to it it's just in different backgrounds you know yes you know i, I made a point that you know you know we we train and rehearse train and rehearse because then it has to be second nature so when we go in and do what we need to do we're not pausing um you know because and i sort of commented that you know yes we don't lose you know a couple million on the stock exchange or lose five points in the rugby pitch we lose lives so you know it was almost like that level of of the importance and and, and um the effect of your your decision making and what that could have so that was the only sort of real real difference but the messaging was exactly the same and that is a great place to tell people that we are going to start having civilian guests on veterans day of mind i've got really? a few I've, yeah i've got a few booked in um, I've got a few booked in that we're going to start having on because um, I, I agree, mate. Like, I don't want to limit people's learning to the fact that you signed a piece of paper and joined the military. Like, so, um, yeah, that's it, guys. You are now being forewarned. We have our first... Well, we've had, we've had my friend Gareth the DJ on before because, again, he had fucking great... Like, he's fucking su- super successful. Uh, and it comes down to the same things. Work ethic, routine, goal setting. Well, it's all the same fucking shit. There's, there's no... There's no secret recipe. And I know, segue, people ask you for a secret recipe all the time to pass election, don't they? Do you want to address that a little bit? Because I know, to be honest, I didn't open up sometimes, and I'm not having a dig because I was a young lad too, but when I put up like questions, usually, if it's someone that's been this, it's going to be like any tips for passing selection. Yeah. There's no magic pills, right? There is no magic pills, you know. It's um, yeah. I I, I did it on as you and I chat before. I put on social media any questions, and um, majority of my audience are either um, veterans, guys and girls that are serving, or a lot of young children, you know, wanting to you know be in the military. And I always get the questions: Marines or Paras? I'm like, well, you don't have to do Marines or Paras. Why not Royal Engineers? You know, I mean, everyone has this sort of perception that you need to be a marine or para to go special forces well the royal engineers other than um, the paras in Hereford have got the highest pass rate other than the marines and sbs have the highest pass rate you know what i mean so i'm sort of for me it's about education that there's other options i mean yeah you get one any top tips for selection of that don't, you know just don't overthink it you know i don't know any secret routes to get you there faster or you know get you in on time everyone is, is individuals um but I think that, that, you know, for these youngsters, it's just having having that sort of belief. You know, and that's the one thing I say to them, that just believe in yourself. Um, and, it, it, you know, you hear people coming back from selection, oh, I failed because of this, failed because, of, you know, you know, just ignore all that. Just go it, have an experience it your, your, yourself. It's difficult when you see, you know, shit that's on telly at the moment, you know, about 
everyone's, you know, selection. You know, that couldn't be far from the truth. You know, that is a reality TV program, you know, sticking next to Towie and in Love Island. You know what I mean? That, that's about it. It's, uh, nothing on that show is the same as, as, as selection. The, the instructors don't even shout at you. They don't even communicate with you other than to tell you to do something. They don't even know your name. You mean the instructors in real selection? In real selection. You know, unlike... And like the other military courses, be it the All Arms Commander course, P Company and things like that, where as instructors, they will inspire, they'll motivate you and you know, they'll tell you you're doing well. On selection, they won't say anything to you, you know, because you have to be self-motivated. There's not any screaming and swearing and shouting. If you're screaming and swearing, you know, it's a lack of, you know, intelligence or struggling to find the words. So that's the sort of problem with what I see at the moment is everyone thinks it's like that. And, it, and it's not, it's a, it's a, it's a grown-ups course. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like when you training. Say, yeah, it's, it's like basic training, but you're a grown-up. But you, you know, you have to obviously pass your, um, your one-week briefing courses to get there. So you know, or the units, Paul or Hereford, know that you are the right caliber anyway. So you just go on there and you, you're learning all over. You know, I, I had the question, did you go to the jungle before you went on the jungle on selection. Yes, I went to Belize and went to Ghana, but that didn't matter because I, they were teaching me from the start all over because the SOPs within the special forces is very much different from the rest of the army anyway. So you, you go there on, on, on a blank canvas. You know, when I was an instructor on the all arms commander course, that was the same. I, my, my best students were your, your dental officers from the Navy or your, or your doctors because they had no habits. You know, they, done basic training years ago and then obviously were, were surgeons but then when you had like corporals and sergeants from the engineers or artillery who had done you know some you know infantry to a level they picked up bad habits but in the commando forces again their SOPs are different from the regular army so my my best students were those that were a blank canvas because whatever I told them that they, they would do whereas the other one you almost like teach them to ride a bike again yeah. Uh, and that's what it's like on selection. You go in there, it's a blank canvas, and they'll teach you from the start. Yeah, I think it's important people remember anything you see on TV, treat it like a mo- like treat it like a Hollywood movie. Like it's not it's not reality. It doesn't mean it's not good entertainment to watch, but it's not reality and it's not what you should base your training on on your expectations on. Um exactly. I mean one we had a a guest on from uh, the unit, you know, uh, from Delta and he was saying exactly the same thing on their tier 1 selection. Um, you're there because they've asked, like, they're, they're like, right, we want to see what this guy can do. And if you want to quit, no one's going to say anything to you. They're just going to say, okay, off you go. They're not, not going to motivate you. They're not going to shout at you. They're just they're going to, like, if you want to make it, and if you make the cut, you make the cut. If you don't make the cut, you don't make the cut. Simple as that. Exactly. It's, it's a grown-ups course. And that's one thing I really liked about it as well. They, they, they didn't shout at you or, or belittle you. You know, they treated you like... Like like adults, and and going back to the TV, you know, the TV. Yes, it's it's great viewing. It's getting great views. I say great viewing. I've never watched it, but it's getting great views. But the um, there's a fine line between authenticity and entertainment. It's just you know gone, yeah. gone, gone the other way. But again, you know, they probably had to do that, and the fact that they can't give away actually what we do anyway, because they'll be breaching disclosure anyway. So you know, they're, they're doing what they can with the sort of. Um, what they're able to share anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's selection is, is, is very much a different course completely to what most people are used to in the military. Yeah. Um, 
So let me so let me let me ask you this, mate. It's been what is it now? Been six months since the hardback came out. Yeah, October was it? Yeah, about six months. Yeah. What's the kind of like? What's what's how, how do you feel like now that the book's been out there? What are the kind of like some of the surprise? Maybe the surprises that you've had some like nice surprises, bad surprises. You know, off the back of a book because you're taking like a lot of your life, putting mm. it out there in the public domain. You know, so how how's that all kind of panned out? I think for me, um, the most important thing for me was um, the fact how it was received by the SF community. I've always been conscious what I do. And that's why I turned down the opportunity for SES who dares wins. You know, it's all about maintaining that integrity, maintaining that relationship. So actually to get feedback from my friends who are still serving who say it was an excellent book was, was huge to me. I didn't need any other mm-hmm. sort of um, anyone else to comment. So that for me was a, a huge relief that I'd done it right. Um, and like I said, there's a lots of books out there, biceps and bullet books, you know, people doing motivational <laughs> quotes, and, and bullets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mo- you know, motivational yeah. quotes and things like that. Whereas as you know, with this book, it, it's very much different. I, I don't really touch much on the SF. It's real life stories and real life situations. Um, you know, I had this conversation with someone the other day is that, yes, it's great that you were in the special forces, but a lot of people, will rest their laurels on that. You know what I mean? For me, it's what have you done since or what are you doing next is what's important to me. Um, so, yeah, so I was pleased about that with the book. And, uh, you know, um, some amazing reviews from people saying, you know, without, about, without a doubt, the best book in its genre, you know, of a, of a fiction. Um, I think it surprised a lot of people. People weren't aware of, knew about the bike ride, knew about the military, you weren't aware about the middle section, evacuating embassies and and burying (laughs) weapons and things like that. So that's been good. But, you know, you're not on TV, you're not doing a reality TV show, so you're not getting exposure, you're not getting the big numbers. But I think with this book, it's going to be a a steady one. It's going to constantly keep selling the more and more people um, here. The sort of surprises you know i had issues with my support team on on the bike ride you know um i had to get rid of the medic because he was bullying the documentary team you know the uh, mechanic and the soft tissue therapist we talked about in the book as well and um, you know they've sort of been in the in the backgrounds trying to do what they can to you know to um try and tarnish the book but it just uh, had no effect at all so that was that was a bit annoying you know background noise as I, as I call them you know maybe I shouldn't have said I saw a pair of breasts skipping in the desert you know what I mean upsetting but um but you know but for me it's I'm, I'm pleased that there's a book out there um of course I keep getting the question you know is there going to be another book and um for me that's you know that's my story up until now and you know I always look at what's next and I always like to say to people this is just the beginning you know the Pan American Highway you know that wasn't the end that's just the start of what's what's to come and as you know my plan is to kayak the River Nile from source to sea which will happen whether it's this year or next depends on the the current situation um but yeah no I'm, 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 I'm pleased it's out there but like I said it's sort of the more people read it, they're soon identifying it isn't your, your biceps and bullets yeah. um, sort of a have sort you, of fiction one, or people just trying to ride that wave. Yeah, have you had um, have you had nice messages from people? Because one of the most like I I got a message off someone the other day that um, you know I told my like I got a message off someone who's uh, who's um, whose dad had unfortunately taken his own life after struggling right. with PTSD. I got a message from the lad, 
And um, I told my mum and she was like, you know, because I think it's always nice to tell your family about that stuff as well because they're yeah. part of it. And uh, she was like, oh, well, just, you know, just for that one lad, it was worth doing the book, isn't it? Have you found any any moments like that? Yeah, I've, I've had, you know, every day you you get messages, you know, people, will, and I, I'll always answer them as well. You know, you, you'll get in your, uh, especially Instagram in, in, in your message, you know, someone said, oh, I've just read your book. No, I, I, I can relate to either this point, this point, this point, or this point, you know, I've decided I'm going to go buy a bike or I'm going to do a challenge. A lot more, mainly a lot of people given setting their, their own challenges, especially mm. physically. And I've, I've seen a lot in, in that and a lot of people saying, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to do the London marathon or I'm going to run 5k. So like you said, even just one of them, then you've inspired someone, then, then that's, that's more important than book sales to me. Yeah, absolutely. Mate. It's a chain as well, isn't it? It's a chain event because that one person then I saw on um I saw on uh, who's it? It was on Andy Andy Fasello who I follow on Instagram. He'd posted a video of this girl with uh she had cerebral palsy and she right. was getting it was like she was getting like she'd recorded her workout during lockdown and she got out and she was, you know, like she was out and she really struggles to lift one leg and but she was on a hill, she was getting some hill work in, then she was doing some press ups and stuff, and I was like Fuck yeah, I'm inspired. I was like, <laughs> I went back outside and did more fizz because I was buzzing. I was buzzing seeing that. Like, yeah, inf- it's um, inspiration is infectious, 100. It's, it's a, you know, it's 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 mad. Like how how inspired someone can get from something like that, and it's amazing when you know you've done that as well. That feeling is is incredible. I've tried a lot of drugs, and that's really that's it's up there. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I think I think for me, you you also have to lead. You know, um, you know. Got the, Again, I keep saying it. You've got these people doing books or people, you know, doing these webinars and it's motivational quotes. And I'm like, ah, brilliant. But give me an example of where you've done that or some point in your life when you, you know, we've done. So whereas I always like to, I think the difference to me is I will do it mm-hmm. and then inspire others. You know, so example, the um, recently I've just done a 288 mile static bike challenge from oh, London. Yeah, to yeah, Paris. I wanted to talk about that. And and it was like people like wow you know people are like I've, I've just done an hour on, on my turbo trainer i mean you've just gone and done this but you've now motivated me to go at least do two hours so mm. so for me it's like you can talk about it or those actions are just are so much more powerful <laughs> yeah. oh there you go i'll just leave yeah. that there you know and, and give you give you an inspiration and yes it was hard for me you know that's what i also want to get across to people people think well i'm not you because you know i think people think when you're special forces like you're superhumans. You're not. You're just. You're just uh, um, the same. Same as everyone else. And that's what I'm trying to be. And I think that's where the book's been quite good. Is people can relate to you yeah. a- as well. Yeah. Um, well, it's good because when you show family and when you break, you show family and you talk about difficulties readjusting to society and all that stuff. Um, it's it it humanizes people because that's the. That is usually people's get out of jail card. Is they'll see someone that's like achieving achieving things physically, mentally, or whatever, and they go, "Well, that person's got more money than me. That person's got yeah. better genetics than me." And you're not saying like, you're not, um, you know, you're not saying like anyone needs to go out and do the fucking Pan American Highway or or kayak the length of the, but but somebody's equivalent to that might be doing a four mile walk. So go and do a four. So go do the four mile walk. What's painful for me, you know, someone doing four mile is it's probably putting as, as much effort, if not more, you know what I mean? And that's why I'd rather respect, mm-hmm. and I respect that, you know, it's, and that's what it is. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying go cycle two continents, but that's ludicrous. You know, you just set your own goal um, 
and 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 go for it. You know what I mean? I, th- I think, um, but I think that's what's good in the book is what I can bring is is how I my coping mechanisms, how I break down a challenge. So if you were to say, right, I'm going to go do the London Marathon, you, you know, you don't look at that. You you break it down in, into stages, and you know, and and I think that's where people get a lot from this book. Um, yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's interesting. <laughs> it's just a it's um I think well, you you said something there which I'm just trying to remember what you, you said something there which is just clicked something but it's gone it's gone it'll come back in a minute probably probably loads of bollocks mate I spout a lot of, <laughs> I, I spout a lot of bollocks probably um, the drugs bit yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's what I, well I was going to say that's why I can't remember stuff but mate I've I've um oh, I know I, what I, it is now I'll go I know on. what it is now yeah so you were talking about you know you you mentioned there where people say oh I can't do this because I you know I haven't got the money mm. I haven't got that you mm. know so that's that's people making excuses for why they can't do it. And that's what I, te- I, what I do is I block those out. So if I was to say, for example, to Joe Bloggs on the street, it said, right, you know, in two months' time, you're going to run the London Marathon. He will tell me every reason why he can't run the London Marathon. And so I tend to block those out. So you, you block those negative thoughts and, and, and identify how, why you can do it. You know what I mean? I mean, that, that's, a, that's a key one. But a lot of people, and, and I don't mean it's, it's anyone's fault but it's a little bit of society they just look at the reasons why they can't rather than the reasons why they can and that's the great thing about the military you always have your start point and your objective it doesn't matter how you get there you must get there yeah it's like it's like we were saying earlier mate it's like um i was lo- i'll start training after lockdown there you go yeah. you just found an excuse like oh yeah. you can flip it on its head and go wow great lockdown i've got loads of time to train you know, yeah. like there's two, it's exactly the same situation, but two people are going to look at it very differently. Um, it's one of the reasons that I think that I think we're seeing a lot of hate towards people who are doing, going out and doing exercise at the moment, because it's easier for someone to justify themselves and saying, oh, I'm going to sit at home on the, I'm on the sofa. That person that's going out is selfish by doing it. Right. You know, instead of just going like, Hey, you know what? I could go out and exercise too. You know, we look, we look for ways to um, make ourselves feel better and usually that's trying to put other people down instead of going oh that person's doing this fucking hard thing I can go and do that yeah. thing too but physical activity as I mentioned before is a coping mechanism for your, for your mental your mental health so maybe for the guy who sat on the sofa he he, you know his coping mechanism is probably just communicating with people you know communication's yeah. a, a key one as well so every, everyone's unique everyone's different so you know you know those that do physical activity yes it gives you an opportunity to to get out um but that may be their their way of, of coping with the situation yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna put a blanket thing on this now i'm putting a guess jones blanket statement and i am gonna say that there's not one human being on the planet will not be better off for doing exercise yeah no, I'm, I'm with you i'm with you like we, it's it that's what we're here for we're here to move around I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying go around and lick at each other's faces. Although you can do that, especially if you're in a para, you you're bored of licking windows. You might want to do that. But like we're we're supposed to move around. We're supposed to be active. Like do it safely. But yeah. like I, we will all benefit from that. We will all benefit from doing fizz mentally. Yeah, and and I, and I think anyone who did fizz, you know, whether it's go walk around the block two times, will feel better for doing it. They may not admit it, but they will feel better. You always do. You always feel better after that. That one session you, you didn't do. want to do, that's the one that always, because you get that mental kick in of, I fucking did that. I didn't yeah. want to do it. And, I, and and then I and then I did it. 
Like, yeah. yesterday, mate, I really didn't want to do fizz yesterday, but I got 10 minutes in. I ended up doing two hours because I just, I got, I got, I got, like, you went well. Right? I was like, well, fucking hell. I was like, you're right, guys. <laughs> but, like, just because after that first 10 minutes, that it was, it wasn't the physical activity so much. It was me tapping myself on the back going, you didn't want to do this and you did it. That's fucking dope. And then it was like, I got some tunes on, got some like, you know, got got outside, got the fresh air. And then you just don't want to go in, do you? And then I yeah, did right, it, a bunch of pizza. It, it, it's difficult, you know, because you, know, you do get distractions as well, you know, especially if you allocate. And that's why I don't say, right, I'm going to do it in the morning or, or such and such. Because especially like my, with my three-year-old, you know, he, he'll just have, he's doing backflips, he'll have a meltdown, which, you know what I mean? And he needs your attention. And that's probably your window for doing fizz. And you think, oh. So for me, I don't set a time. As long as it's done before I go to bed, then I, I mean, I'm happy. Um, and it, it doesn't even need to be much. I've got a pull-up bar uh, above my bathroom door. You know, so even though I just do 10 sets of 10, not in a one but throughout the day. Yeah. And I know, you know, we've got post-it notes around the house. And each time you walk past the station, you know, it might be like <laughs> five star jumps, so it might be five burpees, but... Before you know it, subconsciously, you're actually doing fizz without yeah. even factoring fizz into your into your timelines. And um, you know, there's areas around the house you'd be avoiding where the burpees are. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're going through windows and stuff, so you don't have to go down the corridor. But we used to do it on. I remember we used to do it on tours when we, you know, because you obviously you used to have a right potty mouth when you're on tour. You know, you, my, my missus knew when I was with the lads for too long because you know it was quite potty. But when I came back, I was conscious of that. So. The month before I came back, any time I swore, you know, you'd have massive arms. Any time I swore, I'd, I'd <laughs> do 10 press do. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But, you'd, you know, I'd do 10 press-ups. So you're subconsciously doing fears without actually allocating into a time in your, in your day. So that one with the post-its is a good one. May I tell you what I've got recently? Because I spend a lot of time sitting down writing. Um, I got one of those. You see the bands that, like, chicks are, like, you know, all where to do the, bo- oh, the yeah. booties and stuff. I re- really recommend them to anyone, anyone that spends a lot of time sitting down, I really recommend them because even just all you do is you stand up and you put them around your thighs. Because it's pulling your thighs in, it activates this, I think it's called your piriformis, which is a muscle in your ass. Right. Um, and basically, like, after sitting down, like, it, it, it goes really quickly, but that muscle basically totally switches off while you sat down. And then, so every now and again, I just have that by the kettle. So I go down, make a brew, slap that on for a minute, do a few squats with it on, and then you've just reactivated these muscles. Yeah. Because we, like, it's great to do an hour's fizz. It's great. But if you spend the other 23 hours of the day static, you know, mm. it's, that's not, that's not ideal, is it? You know, so it's yeah. it's getting those little, it's getting those little bits in. And mate, we've been lucky at the moment. Like the weather at the moment is just unreal. Another level. Yeah, which, is, which isn't helping some people. But, but then it also, gives, you know, those who may not want to have gone out for a walk, you know, it is their sort of motivation, you know, you know, I do believe that weather does affect your, your, your mental state as well in the way you feel. And obviously it's great having that. But sort of going back to the fizz one as well, for me, it's like, I've had to message my mate. I said, look, you know, cause I, I normally just do press ups and pull ups. You know, I, I don't really vary much what I do, you know, unless I'm specifically training for a challenge, be it like cycling or kayaking. I mean, I'll, be fixated on it but when it comes to like exercises probably why i don't really go to the gym much because i don't really know much about it you know what i mean so i need i like to have a plan you know yeah, yeah, someone yeah. introduced like new exercises because I'm, I'm you know my, my strongest muscle is probably my triceps you know i smash out dips till the till the cows come home so i'll i'll work on them but you know for me what i'm, I'm enjoying about this is 
is learning new exercises. And I'm like, ah, well, normally I can bang out whatever. And I'm only doing about 10 here. So you've got a TRX, yeah? Got a TR, I have the TRX, yeah. I've got the TRX. I've got the pull-up bars. And I've just bought this. Um, the pull-up bars I can take down and do press-ups as well. But I've just bought this press-up bar, and it's got um, different holes. And you can work your back, your chest, you know, your, your, your tries. And it's just color coordinated. You right. take the, the handles out and slot them, slot them in. So, so I just try, I try and mix it up um, with, with, with that, really. I'm trying to use this period, mate, to correct posture and stuff. Because mm-hmm. from sitting down and, and sitting down on things, I've got, I've got, well, and also I love a bit of chest and tries day, as do yeah. <laughs> most gentlemen are not, not massive. So I've got, most guys have this tight chest. And it's not like a weak back, but it's the test. The tap, the chest is so tight that it pulls your shoulders inwards. Yeah. So you get like these inwardly rotated shoulders. Um, so I've been doing like TRX is great for you doing your back. It's a lot better right. for doing your back than it is for your front. So I've been doing a lot of back and stuff, and trying to use it as a as a chance to like figure out these postural differences and losing weight as well, mate. Because the thing is, all right, I get it. You can get takeaways. However, if you are in your house. That food's got to get in your house. It's not like you're going to be down the pub. It's like, it's you know, you've got to consciously import that into your house. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good yeah. chance for people to get uh, to cut a bit of weight. Because here's the thing, mate. You keep you keep healthy. You've got a good immune system. Your chances of getting sick right now are a lot fucking less. If you've yeah, got yeah. that good, if, if your immune system's on the ball. So I, I think I, I'm a bit pissed off at the government and stuff that we're not seeing more on there about how to, instead of being like, right, wash your hands, obviously that's important. Instead of being like that, be also like, right, this is how you get a good immune system. Eat these foods, exercise, do all, you know, do all these things that will, that will like give you a good immune system that's not going to be compromised. I'd like to see a bit more of that out there. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean you're right. And I think, you know, what me and Lana have sort of said, you know, we, we were quite happy to go out for a meal and spend, you know, hundred plus pound on, on a, on a, on a meal like that. Oh, that's like a week's plus shopping now. Yeah, you realize how cheap it is to, to eat at home, but eat healthy. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see if I go back to, back to that way. Well, way it will be when we yeah. meet up, mate, and you're paying. <laughs> so you <got> the book <laughs> out. <laughs> exactly. But I think, yeah, you're right. I think that, you know, there's, other than fitness for your mental health, you know, there's other factors. It help, you know, helps your immune system and everything. Like that. And it's just that, it's that, 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 um, that evolving uh, cycle. But again, you know, I do believe that, you know, these pharmaceuticals take advantage of the fact that the world is obese and things like that, you know what I mean? Course, they, they wanted the world to be like that. So, um, you know, is you know, these, it's actually, I think they were trialing it last year, the NHS, rather than going in there and, you know, being given pills and everything else, they were trialing gym memberships, you know, for mm. people to go to the gym because once people start, getting physically active and they're not going to be required to have or need medication and things like that. I mean, it's sort of, you're not then straining the NHS and everyone's at, at the moment, it's all about the NHS. Well, way to avoid straining it is get people fit, fit again. Yeah, stop, stop smoking, stop drinking, stop eating fat stuff. Now, before people call me a hypocrite, I'm going to tell you right now, still going to eat Domino's, still going to drink. Oh yeah. Um, but you need to treat yourself though. You need to treat yourself. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you, you know what I mean? I, even I do it, me and my wife, we'll, we'll always treat ourselves, but we have it on the whiteboard. We have our goals. We achieve mm. our goals, then you get the treat. You don't achieve your goals, you don't get the treat. So it gives, again, that sort of motivation to hit it because, oh, yeah, I would smash a Domino's on my own. Oh, you know what nice. I mean? I don't share it with the kids. I'm very lucky the way we live. No one does delivery because it's in the sticks. 
Oh, really? Well, I, I've been um, at the start of this lockdown. Alana and I went, you know, the last night when they closed, you know, they said, as of tomorrow, yeah, you know, pubs and restaurants are <laughs> shut. Well, we went to a local Thai restaurant and it not long opened. And the old lady, uh, Koi, who opened, uh, who owned it, you know, she was really genuinely upset in the fact she didn't know she was going to be able to pay her staff. And um, I think delivery were marking up 35% on delivery. delivery. So, um, yeah, I volunteered. So for the first few weeks while she started, I was there, I was doing deliveries on my, um, my record-breaking Orbea, mate. So I was yeah. the fastest <laughs> delivery in Aberdeen, mate. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> so that, was, that was quite But for me at the time, it was, and that was the period where you're only allowed to do fizz for an hour or... Um, so that's how you yeah, that's good. So I was, I was getting my fears in that way I was just doing deliveries you know just going as fast as I could around the town I didn't listen to that one hour thing mate I live in the fucking countryside I won't see anyone I thought this is fucking ridiculous we're not going on a clock we're just because I'm not fucking who am I giving it to the fucking sheep uh, not that I put me, <laughs> not that I put my hands all over <laughs> the yeah. sheep because I think in I, Scotland we're, we're different from England uh, Like, but they have said that you can exercise as much as you want you know saying exercise as much as you want to someone like me yeah, well, that, yeah. cycle 200 miles or not well I walked it took me I walked down here it was an hour and 40 minutes to walk down here and it'll be another hour and 40 to go back yeah but I mate I got a lovely route in between from uh, my home down here um, oh, yeah. but I, I enjoy it and I got um, I've got massive amount of weight in my burger at least probably a kilo because I've got my protein in there <laughs> so I've got one kilo burger but no mate it's but like you know it's subconscious just fizz. You, subconscious you can, fizz yeah but you can be um, you you know if you if you go out for ten minutes and you're licking your hands and sticking them over anyway, you're a lot more dangerous than somebody that's going out and be, you know like I don't put my hands on styles or anything like that. You know, just no. you you can go out for hours and not be a pain. So I, I I didn't like that. But the problem with having these different like Scotland having different rules, Wales having different rules, England having different rules. When you give devolved powers to other people. They'll make up their own rules just because they need to. Ex- they need to justify themselves. So yeah. if every, if all the other countries, and I'm saying this as a Welshman, um, if all the other countries said, "Oh yeah, we're just going to do what England does," then people would be like, "Well, why do we need you then?" So they yeah. they they're going to just like if England had said, "Right, we're relaxing all the rules," they'd be like, "Right, we're we're tightening ours up." And then if England were like we're tightening ours, they'd be like, "Oh, we're relaxing ours." That's the nature of fucking politics. So people yeah, need yeah. to understand that it doesn't mean that your area is worse off. It just means that politicians are being politicians. And they just make justifying their existence. True, yeah, and I, I, I think you know I, I wasn't a fan of Nicola Sturgeon, you know, going into this. But to be honest, I think she's done really well. She's the only one who actually answers questions. She will answer any question that's asked to her, and you know, and then she hasn't sort of bowed down to whatever London's doing. She stuck to her, stuck to her guns. You know what I mean, so you know, I've been quite impressed. You know, that's it. the other thing about this sort of period as well. You've seen the true colours of a lot of people as well, not just mm. politicians, but entrepreneurs you know some of them throwing their teddies out of the basket you know celebrities you know these sort of influencers some of their some of their one-liners you're like ah, what planet Amazing. are you on you know what i mean so and it's times like this when people people remember these times so you're seeing some real true colors come out you know and it's been interesting to watch actually yeah no it, it has been mate it's um it's illustrated like it's it's taught me this if we have a fucking pandemic that's got a 25% mortality rate, society is done for. We're like, Western society is done. Uh, you want you want to start cashing toilet paper around the place, mate, never mind fucking AK-47s. Right. I bet you've been doing that, haven't you? Going out and digging in... Like when, when I, I drove, always had wet, always had wet wipes when I was in the desert. <laughs> so I drove across um, America with my friend JC because he was re... He was... Um, 
he, he, he was uh, moving from Southern California to a new job in Chicago and he had guns to move. So I went with him. And it's quite funny because like people are giving us a lot of hate for it. It's like it's me and him in a car. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just the two of us in a car in the middle of Rocky Mountains or deserts. But um, I think it's it's common sense. That's the that's, that's the problem. No, oh, I know you're going somewhere. Oh, well, uh, but yeah, one well, one well, thing well. that we did do is every every time we stayed at a hotel, I was like, right, well, we've paid for the room. I'm taking the toilet paper with me. So when I flew back, <laughs> when I flew back from Chicago to um, Southern California, my bag must have looked like a fucking like a, someone must have thought I was taking the piss because it just came through with like 25 toilet rolls in there on the fucking scanner. <laughs> but um, I think I think the new toilet roll at the moment is self raising flour. Now everyone's getting into bacon, isn't it? It's really difficult to. Uh, to get hold of flour. I was going to say, who's using flour as toilet roll? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, oh, mate, if, uh, if, if it's, it's one thing is lockdown's taught me anything, it's that it, it, um, you've got to make the best of, I'm not going to say necessarily a bad situation because obviously for some people that have been really badly affected for this, like you said, we're not all in the same boat. There's all kinds of millions of different fucking boats. But it's uh, it's that uh, you can make, you well, you not you can, you have to make the best of a situation. You really do. You have to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. You you have to. There's no. You can't change the situation. Whatever you do, you're not going to change the current situation. You just need to take advantage of this time. You know, always take a positive from a negative, um, and just come out the other end uh, a better person or, or ready ready to go. You know what I mean? Um, as I said, I think I said to you before, loads of people with decent websites. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. but be be creative. Um, you know, like Alana's friend, she's a, runs a salon, but. No, she can't be there now physically to get hands on people. So she's running courses online. She's mm. she's sending people the nails and teaching them how to do it themselves. Probably shot herself in the foot when we come out the other end because everyone's like, I don't need you now. But then you might have to move on to something else. And that's one of the things, man. We can't, yeah. like, you know, you and uh, like, you know, work on this book together. Don't like, then you've got to go on to other things. I go on to other things. That's how it is. You can't necessarily go get into one thing and do it forever. You have to uh, improvise, adapt, and overcome. Um, yeah, talking yeah. talking of the book, mate. Where can people find? Uh, where can people find the book? So the books uh, the books online at Amazon, um, Waterstones, or you can get it on audio. But if you wanted a personalised signed one, you could go to www.deanstott.com. and we have a little shop on the on the website there, and um, you know I can sign one, personalise it if it's a present or one for yourself. Ali, mate. And where can people find you? Well, we'll be giving away. You know, I'm a security man. I can't <laughs> give away my position. Um, yeah. So you can find me on uh, on Instagram or, or Facebook. Um, I'm now back on Twitter again at, oh, uh, at Dean.SPS. <laughs> you know, just to wind people up. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, but Instagram and, and Facebook, buddy. Guys, thank you so much for being with us today. And uh, while you're out supporting Dean and picking up a copy of Relentless, how about pre-ordering another book? Like, uh, I don't know, maybe Brothers and Owls by Gary Jones. Uh, if you could do that, I'd really appreciate it. But if you don't have the pennies, then I suppose I'll have to love you anyway. Um, we do need a bit more love right now, don't we? Really, you think about all the stuff that's going on in the world. Um, so maybe let's spread a bit of love. Let's be the first. Let's, you know, be... As veterans, let's take it upon ourselves, or people are just like listening to veterans talking. Let's take it upon ourselves to spread some love. So text a mate, tell me I love them, tell them something nice. Maybe even send them some nudes. Uh, and as for you youngsters listening, uh, if you're lucky enough to have grandparents, then give them a call. I'm sure they'd love to hear from you. Um, like when you're young, you don't know what you got. And then, you know, when you get older, you start to realize, but by then it's too late. So if you've got grandparents, get on the phone to them and um, probably not send you nudes on that one. Right. 
We'll be back on Thursday with a Delta Force veteran who was involved in the Black Hawk Down mission. Uh, we've already recorded the episode and it is fucking awesome. He's a great bloke. Really enjoyed it. So we'll be back on Thursday with that. All right. Catch you guys soon. Love you. Bye. Yeah. Listen. Shout out teaser. You told me not to worry and you wouldn't break my heart. You told me you were sorry and yeah, my whole world fell apart. You said it's not my fault and yeah, I've never done you wrong. I'm grinding to a halt now, I can see you're moving on. I promised I'd get better and I told you things would change. You keep me to the gutter, yeah, I'll never be the same. I've got to let you go now, live your life and spread your wings and yeah, you put on quite a show and pulled the puppet strings. And are you sure that you don't want me? Remember all the pain? Or maybe you should thank me, it's your loss and my gain. I'm leaving now forever, I won't hang my head. Shame, but yeah, you've taken me for granted And you should feel ashamed You sold a dream to all of us A dream that we'd all die for A reason for us all to live And something we could fight for I might just help a man up to his feet Or hold a newborn But no matter what I do My hands remembering my rifle, yeah Life's hard, I know that Still wouldn't change shit I wouldn't go back, yeah I wouldn't go back Feelings I hold back Memories fade, yeah They go fast, yeah They go fast Good times to come and go Survive the highs and lows Just take a step by step I guess, yeah, I suppose Good times to come and go Survive the highs and lows Just take a step by step I guess, yeah, I suppose